Let's give your parents a call right now. Hello, welcome to episode 23 of Geeking with the Moms. My name is Nicole Tanner and I am a geeky mom. Game of Thrones is coming soon. Oh my God, I cannot wait. <laughs> my geeky life and will be for the next few months. Um, One of my students had a Stark sticker on her laptop today. I was like, nice. Nice. One of you out there. I've made like three Game of Thrones references and nobody has said anything. And I'm like, what? Am I alone in this room? And then she's got a sticker and she's not said anything. I'm like, <laughs> like, what is what? up? But anyhow, yeah. that that is Regina, yes. my enemy. Right. Also- <laughs> let that go. It's a very exciting yeah. moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, joined by our resident dad, Stephen Dutzman, who is editor and founder of Engage Family Gaming. Hey, Stephen. Hey, happy to be once again literally geeking with the moms. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, the title of our podcast, I mean, I don't know if anybody noticed, but like this is told from my perspective because I am <laughs> with the moms. I'm not the host. Um, we chose the more talented person for that, but um, I am, uh, but it's told from my perspective. Like if we were to do like a movie about our podcast, I would, it would be from my perspective. Because I'm literally geeking with the moms. Because yeah. <laughs> neither of you can say that because it would be, you know, Regina would be geeking with the mom and dad, and that's weird. So. <laughs> you're like yeah. you're like the mother in How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> the show's about you, but yeah, yeah. The, the difference is the perspective is that not, um, like my endings are good. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, man. So I am almost literally buried in cookies. Actually, there's not as many cookies in my house right now as there were um, last Sunday. But um, but yeah, cookie season. Booth sales start on Friday. Uh Our troop has never done these before. Um, So that's a, you know, a new venture. And guess what? The one that I am in charge of is the very first one. So (laughs) that's not any more nerve wracking than it could be. (laughs) It'll be all right. How hard can it be? (laughs) I mean, you just, it's not like, it's not like you're selling car insurance. That's true. These are, these are Girl Scout cookies. So, like, and I have a loud, um, boisterous daughter who everybody thinks is adorable. So it shouldn't be <laughs> a problem. So you're going to tell her to be extra boisterous and adorable, annoying, and then see <laughs> if that makes the cookies go away? Well, she made a poster. Like they asked all the girls to make like signage, and so we went to the craft store yesterday to pick up a bunch of stuff so that she could make this poster and completely on her own she put a box on the bottom that said only five dollars <laughs> i like it yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because we're going to take credit cards with a little square thingamajigs and yeah. so when i opened up the reader they have a little sticker like supposedly you could stick on like your window or whatever yep. and she took it and she put it on her poster <laughs> i like it that girl has a future in marketing. <laughs> yeah, so so we'll see. Um, uh, our service unit product manager gave us some historical data for the booths that we have signed up for. And apparently the one that I'm doing tomorrow night that we signed up for did 83 boxes last year in a two hour time period. I so. love, I love how like analytics are taking over the NFL, the NBA and Girl Scout cookies. And Girl Scout cookies <laughs> yeah. You know, like 
you know, I want that. That's what I really need. You know what I mean? Just spreadsheets <laughs> of data about box movement in specific <laughs> locations. Like this is some next level stuff. We got yeah. some pivot tables. We got, <laughs> you know, we got boxes per hour or BPH, if you will. <laughs> Um, do they adjust the BPH expectation based on age of the cookie seller? Like I would think like the lower the age, the higher the BPH. I would think that it would be that kind of relationship. Yeah. And I mean, it's not like an expectation. Like we make, we set goals, but it's not like you must meet the sale. Right. Well, no, what I mean, I mean by expectation, those, that's all like targets and goals. We understand goals are flexible. But, all, but, but honestly, I think some troops are that crazy. It's like our troop is not like location specific. It's like people from all over. It's like my, our troop leader is like, our troop exists because these other troops are crazy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm like, you know, I'm like, you know, we're the second kind of booth of the day. I'm like, I don't think there's going to be a problem. Like, you know, when it's the, when the other people's time's up that they're going to like move away. And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes this stuff is super competitive. So anyhow, yeah. so we'll I can't see. wait to hear your stories. Yeah. This is going to be so great, Regina. I know. <laughs> Aren't you fun. glad we get to hear the stories instead of living yeah. them? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, Steve, your wife was um, with your like uh, den mother. Is that what they're called? Your wife? Um, your they voice? are. Yeah. She, she, she is a, uh, boy, a, a Cub Scout leader mm-hmm. um, until uh, Sunday. Oh. <laughs> um, okay. when uh, Jacob crosses over and becomes a Boy Scout, uh-huh. um, at which point Boy Scout leadership is way different than Cub Scout leadership. And so uh-huh. then he will pass on, and then both boys were actually changing troops, mm. um, going to a different troop, um, and then uh, she doesn't have to do it anymore. But what that means is now it's, you know, we've been telling Maggie that, you know, we're... I was going to say, your wife now, is going to be in it with me here. Well... <laughs> Well, remember, you can you could do Boy Scouts. I mean, yeah. it's not Boy Scouts anymore; it's Scouts. There's girls, yeah. Um, and so she might want to do that, and if she does, then my wife. But she also has been talking about you know, like you get to do one thing. That's what we're talking to the boys about. It's like you can do yeah. one thing. We really don't have a lot of time, um, and they don't really have a, the interest to do multiple things, um, mm-hmm. unless they like you know want to do a school sport or something but yeah. uh it's like okay maggie what do you want to do and she's been interested she's been eyeing dance classes mm. um so who knows though i mean obviously you know she gets to choose on like sunday yeah we don't know what she's gonna want i mean she's got a bunch of i mean the good news is there's tons of options you know mm-hmm. like there's yeah. the cubs capture group that she would have been in she can just fit right in and yeah. you know if she wants to do that or there are girl scout troops she could join or you know, tons of dance yeah. classes, gymnastics, parkour lessons, if she so chose. <laughs> yeah, so Anna's doing scouts and swimming. Um, and then she does some, like, after-school class things, like a special art class and stuff like that. But well, this whole Boy Scout, Girl Scout thing has been kind of interesting to me because they're like, oh, yeah, if you're a girl, you can join Boy Scouts, but you're missing out on Girl Scouts is so... Um, focused on sort of empowering girls and sort of behind that mission that that gets lost um, if a girl joins a Boy Scout troop. So, because there are differences. Oh, of course there is. And I don't disagree. I think this is, I think what it really comes down to um, is like, we don't want to force anything. Um, And, 
the um I mean, there's something to be said, like, you know, Girl Scouts are super, you know, absolutely. It's all about empowering girls and that's important. I I know it sounds condescending when I say it that way, Um, but they also don't have anything that's the equivalent of an Eagle Scout. Oh, Um, really? Yeah. I mean, it's, they're parallel, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Because there's progression in ranks and stuff, but they aren't the same. They aren't the same thing. So, um it's really just a matter of the hard part is it's really hard to choose that when you're five. Yeah. Like that's the part that sucks, right? Like you're five and you're, you know, a five-year-old little girl and you're like, Oh, I want to do boy scouts. Cause that's what my brother did. You know, I want to yeah. do scout cause that's what my brother did. Well, that's fine. Right. Yeah. Like that's a reasonable decision, but you don't know necessarily what you're missing out on, you know, all the stuff that the girl scouts does. Mm-hmm. Vice versa also. Right. It's like, yeah. you know, you might not know that, Hey, you know what? I want to, I want to hike the, you know, the big hikes in Arizona and I want to do the crazy boy scout stuff and you know, I want to be an Eagle scout. You don't get that same thing in. What does um, it mean um, to be an Eagle scout? I don't even know because I wonder <sighs> if there is a. There I mean, is an a, Eagle mm-hmm. scout. I mean, I don't have all the requirements, but I mean, there is a, because I was never one. I didn't do scouts. I had zero interest, which is one of the reasons why we really are making the boys do it. Um, because mm-hmm. They're learning survival skills and other kind of outdoorsman skills that I could never teach them because I have mm-hmm. no idea. Um, but the Eagle Scout, I mean, I'm sure there is like an alpha tier Girl Scout rank. Like you earn yeah. your badges and you earn ranks and you complete tests yeah. and challenges. I think they are just different in the way that they are shaped. Um, mm. My understanding is that Girl Scouts is more service oriented, right? Like you're doing more stuff with the community and with the group, Right. Um, not always. There's been a, like a big, like camping survival skills stuff. Hey, push. Then maybe I'm just being a super misogynist saying that That's they don't have any Eagle Scouts. That's what I remember Scout. from my brief foray into Girl Scouts when I was a kid. I did brownies and yeah. then I did Girl Scouts, I think for two years. Yeah. And it was I think all, it's changed. Yeah. Yeah. It was I'm all pretty sure outdoors. It's changed. All they had the, stuff. um, we just had an event recently. It was called the zombie challenge survival event. Where you go learn all these survival skills type things. Um, and it was kind of funny because it's sort of framed like zombie apocalypse. Like, this is why you're learning all these skills. But, but anyhow. Um, I think, you know what? I could be very super wrong. And I'm willing to accept that. I really don't know. Um, I think in 20 years, they're going to be the same thing anyway. So Hopefully. <laughs> I mean, their attendance across both organizations is dropping drastically. Yeah. And logistically, they're starting to share camps. And there's like, it's really just a matter of time before they just combine them. And then you get the best of both programs. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, uh, what was I going to say? I totally forgot. But anyhow, we should move on topic anyhow. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're geeking. We're just geeking about scouts. We're, yeah, we're geeking about scouts and cookies. Yeah. I think that's something everybody can geek about. Yeah. Um, but if people are out there think I'm wrong, please tweet at me and tell me. I want to know. I just don't know. I was making <laughs> assumptions. So if you want to correct me, please do. New Pokemon has been yeah. announced. New Pokemon. Yes. You sound Sword so excited. I'm not a Pokemon person. Yeah, Although my Isaac before. was excited because his his thing was like it's a new it's a real Pokemon game. It's like not this <laughs> other crap. So um, but yeah, so it's called Pokemon Sword and Shield. When is it coming out? I don't even. Look. Uh late twenty nineteen. So November. 
you know, okay. when you yeah. release Pokemon games. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah. So, go ahead, Steven. I'm not the big Pokemon person, so. Um, sure. It's, in, it's, a new, it's a new Pokemon game. It's a mainline Pokemon RPG set in the Galar region, which uh, the internet says is Great Britain. Okay. Um, all of the regions so far have been based on real world locations. So like in X and Y, it was set in France. Um, you know, the first couple of games were set in Japan. Sun and Moon was obviously Hawaii. Um, so the uh, the internet is saying that this feels like Great Britain, you know, like that kind of, you know, like Western mm-hmm. Europe. Um, but not Spain. Um, and so that's fine. You know, it's industrial. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people were influenced by like in the trailer, there was a very clear, like, wow, that looks like big Ben. Um, <laughs> so that sounds fine. I mean, whatever it's, it's going to be a region, right? So um, in that there's going to be all sorts of, you know, different biomes that we're going to get you. So it's going to be that kind of thing. I mean, this is, this is going to be a uh, paint by numbers Pokemon game, and that's okay. They did say that they're going to have some more stuff, and that they are going to try and change things up, but they always do. Um, mm-hmm. But the fundamental core mechanics of you pick one of your, you pick a starter, you go fight a gym, and then you go do that eight times, and then you fight the whatever four will likely remain. Um, and I'm okay with that. Um, the, they announced the three starters. This is actually, to my recollection, the earliest that they've announced them. So they have mm-hmm. the three starters, so people are already fighting about them. If you're listening to this, uh, go to the Engage Family Gaming Facebook page because I put up a poll because I want to know what people think. Um, by the way, um, if you're not Score Bunny, then you're wrong. Um, <laughs> because Fire Rabbit. I want to know what FTW. you think, but I can tell you you're wrong. <laughs> I mean, well, there's a Fire Rabbit, there's a Grass Monkey. And there's Sa- uh, Sobble, who is a sad little uh, chameleon water-type lizard thing. Um, and he's a sad, sad boy. Now, there are some people that really like Sobble because it's so- he's sad and he has Sob in the name. Well, Anna um, would like him because he's a chameleon. I mean, he is a chameleon. Um, so our th- we, have ev- we have all three of the starters represented in my house. So uh, my <laughs> oldest loves rabbits. So it didn't matter what type the bunny was. He's all in on him. Uh, my middle son Jake loves monkeys, so he was all, he's going grass type. Um, and uh, Maggie, because this is going to be her first Pokemon game, um, is going to play as the water one, and I'm going to play as the rabbit. Also, I think unless the evolutions for the other two end up being really awesome, but right now I'm Team Score Bunny. Um, so the word on the street, let's talk about some rumors, <laughs> is that the big mechanic of this one is going to be about armored Pokemon, mm-hmm. meaning. Uh, because it's a sword and a shield, and the, yeah. the tagline is "Forge your destiny." I mean, for real, it's in Great Britain. A sword and a shield—it just totally makes sense that there would be armored stuff. Yeah. Someone on Reddit who has a history who leaked the name "Sword and Shield" among other details, including vaguely what the Pokemon were, the starters were, mm-hmm. also predicted that one of the things that you'll be getting is a kind of Pokemon like elemental type thing that you'll be able to put in your party that is not a Pokemon, but it is a Pokemon augment thing that like you can combine with another Pokemon on your team and it changes or adds a secondary type to them, Hmm. which is uh, fundamentally different to the way the Pokemon works, uh, which allows for all sorts of team combinations the pro level game would be all out of whack, um, which is great. It makes people do all sorts of new stuff. 
Um, I don't care. I just want to have a rabbit that like sets some gerbil on fire. Like that's it really. I mean, you know, like I'm excited to see what happens and I love to see an armored Pikachu. Cause obviously <laughs> there will be an armored Pikachu if they have armored Pokemon, but yeah. Um, I, but also, and I said it on, you know, uh, the EFG show yesterday. Like I'm just excited that the hype cycle has started. Like I really, you guys know, I love hype cycles for video games. Um, and now like, here we are. We have between now and November. We got E3. We got, I mean, now is Pokemon Day. Um, but we've got all sorts of cool times where they're just going to send out a press release with a bunch of screenshots and we get to figure out new stuff. And I really love like incremental announcements. Um, I can't wait. This is going to be a fun year. Cool. Um, that's the only big thing I know about in games. Steven went to Toy Fair, though. Um, I watched some of your videos. Okay. Sushi, Sushi Go, whatever their new thing Sushi is. Roll. Mm-hmm. Sushi Roll. Sushi Roll, right. Oh my yeah. gosh, I can't wait. Yeah, look Just cool. looking at the pictures, I was like, I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, well, all right, so I have some more game stuff. So let, okay. me, just roll, let me just rattle off some stuff. Go Fortnite on. Season 8 started right today. The theme, Pirates versus Ninjas. Um, because <laughs> Fortnite is really smart. Um, other fun facts... Um, and as the spouse of a game developer, you'll appreciate some of this. Um, so Apex Legends came out how long ago? Two weeks? Yeah. Maybe three. Um, and had the, a ping system where you could hit a, you know, like you just, if you're targeting a reticle is targeting something, you hit a bumper and it does context sensitive instructions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fortnite just added that in season eight and they just found out about it a couple of weeks ago. Um, probably a little bit before because there's always, you know, white hat. Yeah, scuttlebutt, but not that long. Um, and it's already in season eight. Um, yeah, and it's pirates versus ninjas, guys. Who doesn't love pirates versus ninjas? Um, <laughs> so that's that. Um, Johnny Cage is in Mortal Kombat 11, and mm-hmm. his fatality is so good, you need <laughs> to see it because it breaks the fourth wall and it's amazing. That's all I'm gonna say. And everyone okay. listening, that just wait until your children are gone. Although, this one, I mean, it's just comically gory, but like go um his uh his like crazy triggering like his uh, everybody has like a brutality move that like they can trigger at the end of a fight but it's not their finishing move um he breaks an oscar off on somebody's head and then stabs them with it and it's amazing (laughs) um this is his johnny cage i mean he's i mean it's so funny and his his fatality is amazing it's not super brutal so it's totally fine it's not like some of the other ones that are like that'll make you puke. This one's great. Everyone needs to watch it. Um, and Before you run around here a little bit, um, Isaac played. A- I didn't play it, so I can't say for sure. But Isaac played Apex Legends. He did yeah. not enjoy it. He, he doesn't really like, like battles, battle royale style games. Um, but he said he liked it even less than Fortnite. So um, wow. Yeah, I didn't ask him too much because I don't know what. Did I'm he not asking. like how the shooting felt? Um, I because I know maybe, he's probably fairly sure. particular, being that he plays Halo a lot. I'm sure. Um, yeah, he just um, yeah, I don't know. I would have to ask him. Um, but non Apex Legends and stuff related, I just want to bring this up. My daughter's been playing Scribble Knots again, so yep. we've uh, bounced jump on that. And um, <laughs> she was playing the other day. No, she comes up with these things. She said she wanted a dude. She wanted to make a yeah. dude. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. But the thing is, is there is a dude. 
<laughs> scribble knots. If you type in dude, it'll give you this guy with pants and a baseball cap on backwards. That sounds awesome. They don't, but they don't give you the dude. Right? No, they don't give you the. Dude. That was a mistake. They really should have given you the dude if you put in the dude. I don't care how much money it costs. If somebody puts in dude. You have to get the actual dude. Um. So yeah, Toy Fair. All right. So those are the big yeah. announcements. There's a bunch of other. I mean, there was some other stuff, but whatever. Um. Yeah, Toy Fair was awesome. Um, I saw a bunch of stuff I can't talk about, but one thing I can talk about is uh, Kingdom Hearts Talisman, which is a very big deal. Um, have either of you ever played Talisman? Nope. Okay, have either of you ever heard of Talisman? Mm-hmm. Nope. Okay. <laughs> All right. Talisman is a... Okay, so board games can kind of be divided up into, like, three eras. Uh, there's like the classic era, which is everything was bad except, <laughs> um, you know, they were just like they're the games that we that we Monopoly. consider mass market yeah. right now, Monopoly, like Monopoly and Clue and part, whatever. Yeah. That's and that and then that was the mass market, and then other games like hobbyist games were super arcane, but they were very limited in scope because they were like you could only play some of these games if you lived in Illinois, you know that kind of thing. <laughs> Um, so that's like the classic era. And then there's like a middle era, which is kind of like the 80s and 90s, where there were more games being made. Um, but, <clears throat> excuse me, there were more games being produced. Um, and they were starting to figure out how to make games. But like some people like went just a little too far. And Games Workshop is one of those people that did that. And they made Talisman, which is an adventure role-playing game. It's kind of like, I don't. it's not like Dungeons and Dragons in a box, but it's it tries to be, yeah. but... And um, you pick one of 13 classes and you travel through three like worlds and you complete challenges, blah, blah, blah. The problem is that it's super complicated, more complicated than it needs to be. And it takes like seven hours or whatever to play. Um, And they kept releasing expansions because people loved it and keep playing it because at the time that was all that happened Uh, eventually. And then we move into the new modern era, which is board games just coming out of everywhere. Right. Um, that's mm-hmm. a very super oversimplification, and I'm sure some other board game historians are going to come beat me up at me. You know that I'm right. I'm simplifying it. Um, so, um, as we moved into the modern era, they created fast play rules for Talisman. It's important to remember because now they have uh, USAopoly or the OP, as they call themselves now, um, made a license with uh, games. They negotiated a license with Games Workshop to be able to make licensed editions of Talisman. There are some that I cannot talk about um, that they showed me, but the one that they revealed recently was Kingdom Hearts, and it's perfect. <laughs> um, because, you know, Kingdom Hearts is about exploring random worlds and completing challenges and eventually trying to get to Kingdom Hearts and sealing away, um, you know, Kingdom Hearts from the bad guys, which is basically what happens in Talisman. So, like, even thematically, they really don't have to adjust much. Um, mm. And it gives them the opportunity to make a board game that is pan-Disney, meaning it does it can get like a little bit of flavor, right? Like you can get like a little bit of that Aladdin without having to make an Aladdin game. Mm. Um, Cause some of those games, some of those Disney movies are kind of one note. I'm sure that you share that appeal, that opinion, right? Some of those Disney movies, little one note, there's not enough to make a full game out of, um, but you can get the flavor of Aladdin or a beauty and the beast or whatever. And that's a really cool concept. Um, it has a really beautiful board, um, and I didn't even see the final version. Um, the graphic design on it is just 
on point, and I know that they're going to polish it more. And really cool individual sculpts for the different characters. This is going to be uh, – it's going to come out later on this year, and uh, it's going to sell like crazy. Um, and, yeah, I can't wait. Cool. What else did you see? I mean, we saw Sushi Roll. We talked about that a little bit. Yeah. I think that game is going to be a very big deal. Um, sushi Sushi Go is huge. Um, sushi Roll is kind of like a natural progression to that. Um, they just add a little bit more. They add the dice rolling. And the dice are really – I mean, I played with final components. The dice are very satisfying to roll. Everything's colorful. It's still just as cute, even though they're not like the hand-drawn cards. Um Sushi Go is really all about the personality, right? Like they mm-hmm. personified, they anthropomorphize like sushi. <laughs> and so they continue that with um, the, uh, you know, with Sushi Roll. So I was a big fan of that. I mean, we saw, um, you know, other than that, like the big theme that I experienced is that everybody is getting in on and recognizing that games for younger kids. And if you hear my dog, um, He's he's whining, so I'm petting him. So don't mind him. Um, he's five pounds, so I can't really like throw him, but I could <laughs> throw him, you know. So um, is everybody is buying? Every, everybody's getting in on making games for little kids. Mm-hmm. Um, companies that normally made games that they were that were fine to be played by little kids, um, they're actually like opening new subdivisions or buying companies or whatever to get into that market. And I thought that was really interesting. Mm. Um, other things that I learned, I'm very bad at flip cup. Right. I saw that um, video. Very bad. That, the, so if you want to know what I'm talking about, head on over to engage family gaming um, or go to our Instagram page. Cause I posted on Instagram TV. Um, what was really funny about that is um, <laughs> that we did not have an appointment with them. Nothing. We were running by to get to um, asthma day um, mm. was having a happy hour at the end of the day. And Linda was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to get the full convention experience and have a talk about board games with someone while having an old fashioned. And <laughs> I was like, sure, why not? So we were literally running across the floor because, you know, we wanted to get there. We were trying to just get that done. We wanted to spend like 10, 15 minutes and then leave. You've been in that situation where you're at a convention. You just want to do one last thing and you're out of there. Yeah. And this PR team was just, there was nobody at their booth. It was clearly the end of the, you know, closing the, up to the end of the show. And she saw the two of us in matching EFG shirts. It was like, hey, 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 why don't you guys um, come here and play some Flip Cup? Um, and I'll I'll take a video because it would do real good on your Instagram channel. She just straight up just said it. And <laughs> um, I was like, you know what, Linda? Yeah, let's do it. And so I just handed her my phone. And we literally, from beginning to end, we sat, we, we talked to them for maybe 30 seconds before that thing got started while one of the reps like put the cups out because they had a bunch of different games. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we were there for like 30 seconds afterwards, just enough time to give her my card and leave. Like, and she took a bunch of still photos. She, uh, she actually obviously took that really great video. It was just, you know, in that she got just the right angle to get both of us. Um, mm-hmm. And then we were off to the races off to asthma day. Um, so that was totally improvised. And I thought it turned out great. It was a lot of fun. And I'm very yeah. bad at it. <laughs> and everyone knew. Dude, I don't know if anybody saw my mom posting. Good job, Linda. Gee, thanks, mom. <laughs> um, but I will say I'm never going to a convention without Linda again. Because, um, I mean, you have to see. I mean, you, you would see. Like, we produce so much more content than yeah. I have ever been able to produce before. Um, and I have more coming because I wasn't able to talk about everything. Yeah. Um, 
we saw and we saw lots of great stuff at Hasbro. Um, I got to meet with the team behind MTG Arena. Mm-hmm. Um, they how about this for some fun facts? Um, how many games of Magic have been played on Magic the Gathering Arena so far? Take a guess. Games, individual games. games. Uh, God, I don't know. Hundred million. Five hundred million. Oh, half, man. Specifically, she described it as half a billion, which is which is truly a more impressive number than five hundred million. It even is, even though they're the same thing, because you know marketing. <laughs> but she said half a billion, and I was like, "Yo, there are forty thousand active streamers right now with a regular schedule streaming um, MTG Arena. It is blowing up, um, and it was really great. They, I mean, they had a nice little setup there. I sat in a very fancy chair and got destroyed by one of the developers." <laughs> Um, of course you did. Where yeah. are they bringing that to iPad? That's what I wouldn't. I, don't know. I was all like prepared to like sit down and learn that, and then I realized that it wasn't. I oh, had, I'm sure I had they are working on it. Okay. It's only a matter <laughs> like, of time. I'm like, I'm not going to sit on my PC and play that. Well, keep it's in mind, it's be still in beta. Right. Like, it's still in beta. Like, they're still trying to make it work. There are still some kinks. Because the thing is, like, when they made Hearthstone or when they made Gwent or when they made, um, you know, all these other games, right? Like, those were made from the ground up to be played on PC. Magic the Gathering is a card game. Yeah. And the, I am certain that if they knew at 25 years ago that eventually this was going to be made in a digital version, there are some changes that they would have made, like some card interactions they would not have allowed, but it's too late for that. And yeah. it's meant to be a one-to-one um, so they, they, they want to move, they, they're really focusing on making sure the experience of playing the game is one-to-one so that you can play mm-hmm. arena and learn to play paper and that your paper skill translates to arena. Um, cause they want people to play both. Um, yeah. so before they start worrying about platforms, I mean, I'm sure they have a small team working on that, but like the bulk of the team is working on focusing on the experience and feedback mm-hmm. from professionals. Um, but it's getting there and they are making small improvements over time. It doesn't, it's not really hard on the computers that it's running on because uh, mm. you can really dump down some of the animations. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's really only a matter of time. I bet by the end of this year, it will be available on iPad because um, it just makes sense. I mean, it's so yeah. perfect um, and it is a great um, free to play game. Um, I have spent no dollars. Okay. I bought the, they have, you know, every game has like a welcome pack where you can pay like yeah, $3.99 yeah. and get a bunch of stuff. I did that because it's just too good of a deal to turn down. But other than that, I have not spent a dime and I play it every day. Um, I think it is actually more, um, I think you get more out of it playing free to play than I ever did with Hearthstone. Hearthstone, I felt really frustrated here. I, you know, like, it is not hard to complete your quest and you get much bigger rewards. Mm. Um, you know, it's, I, I, it's like every time I play, I get a pack. Yeah. Well, that wasn't the problem with me with Hearthstone. I just fell off of it because the community got to be so toxic. It just wasn't fun anymore. Yeah. It was like somebody was being an ass. Like, like if I would play say 10 games, at least eight of those games, my opponent would be an ass and just do stupid shit. So I'm like, this isn't fun anymore. I'm not going to play it. So that's why I dropped off of it. I think being that magic is, um, they're putting a lot of money into their pro scene. And, um, by playing magic, like everybody gets a shot to get to the mythic level. Um, and of that, they're taking a thousand people, which I know there's a lot of people playing, but like, if you get good, that that's not unattainable. 
You know yeah. what I mean? Like if you play consistently, et cetera. Um, so I don't think that you're going to see a lot of that because it also, the game doesn't have room for stupid shit. Also, yeah. um, you can just concede. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, also magic is a game that if somebody's playing like a really, like if you're worried about people playing like really trolly janky, like just obnoxious, I'm not letting you do stuff decks. Yeah. You can magic is a game that is, that is not a great strategy and, and you can win by playing around it and design the de- decks to deal with that. So, mm. um, when it's on iPad, you get to that point, you get, start getting trolled. Let me know. I'll help you out. Um, <laughs> But it was great. I mean, and they have the Power Rangers. There's a new Power Rangers show coming out this year. So I got to see the new Power Rangers toys, which you guys know me. I lost my damn <laughs> mind. Um, how about this? None of it matters. Um, you, well, you saw Game of Thrones Monopoly. Yes. Um, and I know that that doesn't sound all that awesome, but it's got Game of Thrones on it. And it's also the, how about this? This is the most important thing. How weird is this? It's the first ever themed Monopoly that has a component that plays music. <laughs> now that's just an interesting piece of trivia because you'd think that they would have had one already right yeah um i just thought I, that was very interesting i don't understand how music would play into Monop- monopoly well they have the iron throne and anytime you pull a card off of the iron throne it plays the theme song that's it that would as much as i love the theme song and everything that would get old really fast yeah <laughs> listen um spoiler alert Monopoly gets old really fast. Yeah, um, yeah I know. This is, it's this funny. Is, my, um, is this still sitting here? My sister-in-law bought a Star Wars Monopoly like three years ago um, because Star Wars, we like Star Wars. We, ha- we have never opened the thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, back in the day, I had, and I still own Lord of the Rings Monopoly. Yeah, like this, I had that And too. honestly, Lord of the Rings Monopoly was really good because they made some very subtle changes that make the game end faster. The problem with Monopoly is not itself. It's that it never ends. If yeah. you play a game with Monopoly that ends very quickly, it actually changes the game. Yeah, it's still a roll, you know, still roll and move. It's obnoxious. But, like, it's way faster when, you know... Like, Monopoly just makes people fight, is the issue. <laughs> not, only, only if you're playing long games. Right. I swear but, to God. You know, it just inevitably ends up in people arguing. Um, yeah. You know, I similar takes to Mario Kart. Like, <laughs> if you play Mario Kart for too long with the same people, you end up in the same situation where some people are really good and some people aren't, and then, then yeah. That's no. what blue shells are for. Anyway. I know. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, lots of good stuff. Um, the, uh, I mean, it was so great. I mean, it was, um, wait, the other thing I wanted to talk about, I got really excited about Hasbro. Um, they have a Play-Doh set. That it listen, Hasbro does everything, but they have right. a Play-Doh set that I got hype about. Um, they have a baby shark Play-Doh set coming out this holiday. <laughs> okay. Wait. How crazy because you know, I get excited about weird stuff. Like the guy that was behind the counter like picked it up. He's like, Hey dude, hold this box. This is the final product. And I hold it, and it was heavy. There was a lot of different colors, lots of different tubs. This thing's a great value. He goes, how much do you think this is? And I'm like, dude, I have no idea. I don't play these games. And he goes, $14.99. Listen, wow. $14.99 for a Play-Doh set that has all the like all the little cutters you need to make mm-hmm. the whole shark family. We're talking all four of them and all the colors you need. And they're all different colors. That's an amazing value. And it's actually coming out before holidays. It's coming out this summer, which means it's going to be ju- out just long enough to get knocked down to $9.99 on Black Friday. Um, expect that on Cyber Monday on Amazon. That is yeah. an amazing value. 
And Play-Doh oh. things are, they're not very expensive to begin with. Sorry to interrupt, yeah. but no. like Anna, um, for something or other, she did something good and she was getting a reward. And so they were at Costco and, you know, Isaac's like, oh, I'm going to get her a little something. I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. She comes home with this massive <laughs> Play-Doh set. The box was like, literally like almost uh-huh. as tall as she was. And it was like 10 bucks and it was like a real Play-Doh set. It wasn't like knockoff. knockoff no, I agree. Yeah. Okay. There usually there are some good values. I think this one is just a this one has the advantage of being just perfectly gift sized. You know what I mean? Mm. Um so I guarantee that that both of you will end up getting one from someone. Um <laughs> and I guarantee we'll end up getting one. Um just be, you know, uh they also have <laughs> an ice cream um machine. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> But the ice cream dispenser is a unicorn that sits on a cloud. And um, so you pull the lever, which is the unicorn's arm, and it poops out rainbow unicorn into the ice cream cup, obviously. But the best part is the unicorn's eyes cross when when the ice cream comes out, and I die. You know they're they're making that joke for the parents, you know. Oh, my God. So, like, she showed that. Well, I was there with Linda, who neither of you have met, but you could just imagine – She's very proper. Like okay. she doesn't like that kind. Of, like she's me doesn't only like, like the humor. opposite. Right? Yeah, she really doesn't. She's like the mm. stereotypical first grade teacher, right? <laughs> Just imagine it. And so I sit there, and then the person who's the PR person from Hasbro just pulls the lever. <laughs> And I die, like on the spot, literally death save. I failed it. I fell over. And she just looks at me like, really, Steve? And I'm like, uh, are you kidding me? The unicorn crossed its eyes while it was pooping ice cream? How is that not that. amazing? How can you and, not laugh at that? And the rep was like, this dude gets it. And I was like, right. I do get it. This is for me. This is clearly the gift for dads to buy so they can get yelled at. Um, and I want to point out, I am absolutely going to buy that so I can get yelled at. Um, but yeah, it was, it was super crazy. Like, uh, man, the Captain Marvel toys. Oh my God. Movies and TV. So this will be the last Hasbro thing. Um, the thing that I noticed about Captain Marvel while I was looking at the toys, cause I, they actually invited Linda to go look at them and I was doing some other stuff. Um, and so Linda, like, look and got a good close of them. Here's the thing that is interesting that I didn't realize it, and I'm sure it happened with Wonder Woman, but it didn't hit me until it was like all right, like all the products were right there. Um, they had both a doll and an action figure, right? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like a fashion doll, that kind of style, um, yeah. and an action figure, and they were not the same toy, just like marketed different. Like they were right. legit. Different. Well, I think the Wonder the Wonder Woman one. I think uh, the doll was more the DC superhero girls thing. I yeah. don't remember seeing like a doll no. from the the. There movie was a doll one. from the movie. There was oh, a doll was. of Wonder Woman and of Steve Trevor. Um, oh, like, okay. They were not Barbie Barbies that size. Uh huh. I don't know what it is. Looks like yeah, that fashion doll size. I don't know what yeah. the size is. I don't That's know why I said like fashion doll. I don't know how yeah. big they are. But yeah, okay. like this- yeah. But there were, because I remember um, taking pictures of them and drop, dropping hints, because, you know, Wonder Woman <laughs> came out right around my birthday, and so I was right. like, look what I saw at Fred Meyer. And <laughs> um, okay, so they definitely had it for Wonder Woman. I guess yeah. I just didn't see it, and I think part there of it... There weren't a lot of them. That's why I took the okay. pictures when I saw them, because I hadn't seen... I'd seen the action figures. I hadn't seen them anywhere else, but they did I, have them. 
And I think, I mean, it's always, you're always going to perceive things differently when you see like literally all of the products, like all lined up, like they were all on a wall in one place. And it really struck me like, this seems like a really good opportunity from a merchandising standpoint. Like you can't make a a fashion doll of Wolverine. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like from just, you can't, right? Like, I mean, you can make one of It would be impossible to change the clothes. So I'd say it would defeat the purpose. Yeah. You make a fashion doll of, of Captain America because who doesn't like Chris Evans? But like, right. you know, but like you couldn't, but you know, you, you guys know what I'm saying. I mean, I'm making all sorts of jokes, but like, it's like, they, this movie is going to make so much freaking money. And then on top of it, the merchandising options are basically double. Yeah. Um, And we know that when you make, when you make a comic book movie or a superhero movie, anything like that, like the advantage is the long tail, the Halloween costumes, the, mm, the, yeah. McDonald's toys, the yep. you know, and and then all the all the action figures, and the the untapped potential of like all these awesome strong women superheroes that you can make twice the toys. Like there was a whole freaking wall of toys, and I saw three Darth Vaders, man. Like mm-hmm. that's you know what I mean. Like and yeah. one of them was for high was an eighty dollar high end collector's Darth Vader. Whereas mm-hmm. for her, I saw like crazy collector stuff. I saw little things. It was just a wall of Captain Marvel. And I was like, and I'm sure that they had one for Wonder Woman now that you say it. Like, how do yeah. you miss that? Yeah. Or if they didn't, Lord knows, next year there they, will be one. Yeah, the um, next movie. It just feels like such a, it's a, it was a missed opportunity. Hopefully when Captain Marvel and Wonder Woman spend two years destroying box offices, uh, we'll get it. Um, speaking of things that they destroyed, do we want to talk about how uh, she uh, Captain Marvel single-handedly corrected Rotten Tomatoes' stupid yeah. policy. Yeah, I'm it was happy a, about this. Yeah, she's yeah. So, yeah. Um, so what happened for our listeners? If you didn't know, so Rotten yeah. Tomatoes up until now, I don't know if it went into effect yet, but up until a certain time, uh, you were able to um, declare whether or not you were interested in seeing a movie before it came out. So it qualified basically like a user review before it came out. They framed it as an interest level. Pardon me. My whole family's, my wife is, is reading quietly next to me and like either admonishing me silently. If I say something stupid or (laughs) nodding, if she agrees, judging Um, you. Um, definitely judging, but that's okay. I deserve it. Um, and the boys are playing Fortnite. I don't know what the heck Maggie just did. <laughs> She's not in a box. I mean, and the dog is making a lot of noise. Um, but so I apologize if you hear. Yeah, for iPad on her face in the box though again. Right. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know what she was doing. So <clears throat> the um, so you could do that. You could, and so unfortunately, and this happened with Star Wars: The Last Jedi, and um. And it happened with Wonder Woman, and it happened with Captain Marvel. I wonder what the connect connecting thread is there. I'll let you guys figure that out on your own. Um, <laughs> and um, but it somehow doesn't happen to anything else, really. Mm. Um, yeah. And then um, so, which is really stupid. You shouldn't be able to review something that you haven't seen. Yeah. yeah. Like um, this is real dumb. And so, uh, Rotten, to- Rotten Tomatoes, because they finally figured it out. Like, oh wow, this tool is not being used appropriately. Dun, dun, dun. Um, they went and deleted it. Yeah. Thank you. Like, they yeah. didn't get now. They didn't get rid of user reviews entirely. Which personally, I think user reviews are wait are. Yeah. My thoughts on it are actually evolving. Um, I, oh, I used maybe. to think that they were complete garbage, 
Um, someone on my Facebook wall um, who is an independent creator, uh, mm-hmm. who is she's an artist. On, I know she works in the film industry. Um, it was like, but it's important for independent people. Um, you know, uh, creators of all things, be they books, be they movies, be they games, because otherwise, more or less, if you have more money, um, you can send more copies out to bigger names, you can market mm-hmm. more, and that, you know, like, the, it basically shuts, it makes r- the review economy pay to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and being that I know a ton of independent authors, and I'm thoroughly embedded in the independent board game and video game communities, like, I kind of agree. So, I mean, I know we got to work on a middle ground, but at the very least, you shouldn't be able to review things you've never seen um, because that's stupid because it has proven that all it does is give a voice to toxic people to review bomb movies that by all accounts, like, come on, don't try and tell me Captain Marvel's not going to be badass. Like, please. (laughs) Please. Come on. Like, me and Regina were talking about the pictures from the freaking premiere the other day. Like, man, this thing is so fun to watch her beat the crap out of Thanos. Yeah. Um, and she's not gonna look half bad doing it. I mean, well, and I, I want to be no, rude not at all. <laughs> that picture I posted is, you know, that was yes, that was yes, yes, that was yeah. Yes. But I also posted an article showing um the pictures of all the little girls getting their book signed mm-hmm. at the premiere, yeah. and um in the article it compares it to the little girls getting Gal Gadot, 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 Gadot. Gal, Gal, yeah, to uh, sign their Wonder Woman books, and yeah. the whole point of the article said it doesn't matter if you're angry about Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel's not for you. It's yeah. not even for us grown women. It is literally for these little girls who are coming up right now to be able to see these kick-ass female heroes, and that's what it's for. So if you're mad, yeah. go be mad. It's not for you anyway. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. And half of them are going to see it anyway, whether they rage see it or not. Like, right, come on, right. Don't tell me you're not going to go see it. Come on. <laughs> come on. Um, come on. All right. So it comes out next week, which we hadn't yes. talked about. Um, like about yeah. I thought it was tonight. Isn't it this week? Tonight? No, it's next week. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was this weekend. It's next yeah, week. No. I'm not it's tracking weekend. days very well right now. <laughs> you know, other um, really cool, badass comic book women uh got the trailer for i think it was just today or yesterday uh, for dark phoenix yeah um which is super cool i just saw it because um, nice little segue into game of thrones right yeah well we'll just do this i saw it on sophie turner's um instagram well actually yeah you're right it was today because she teased yesterday that it was coming out um but yeah so that looks very cool um yo she's mean um how about this (laughs) Like I did not know that 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 they were the same person. I think it's just because I didn't watch the show. But like, yeah, I don't know how I possibly missed it. Like she's front and center in a whole bunch of marketing because obviously, you know, like she's yeah, one of the most obviously. beautiful women on earth. Of course, they're going to put her in the marketing for the show. But like, man, I didn't realize that she was Jean Grey, and yeah. uh, now she's the Phoenix, and she's going to kill a lot of people. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like a lot, a lot of people. Yeah. And hopefully yeah. reboot the X-Men universe so they can just join the MCU. Um, because yeah. if we're going to have a monopoly, well, we may as well get good movies out of it. Right. Yeah. Well, some yeah. of the, I don't know. I watched the trailer. It's been a long time since I've watched X-Men movies. Some of the actors are the same from the, like, the new. Yes. Okay. They, yeah. have, they have crossed the timelines. Um, they have crossed the timelines. 
Uh-huh. And now everything is super weird and they really need a reset. Um, yeah. So it's actually like they, because once you introduce time travel, you always screw it up. So now yeah. it would be a good time. They've introduced time travel. Phoenix absolutely is powerful enough to just make them go to the MCU. Like she could, <laughs> she's, she's basically a God. So she can do whatever she wants. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, yeah. that comes out. When's that summer? I think June. Is yeah. That that's a summer out. movie. Um, but yeah, segue. <laughs> Uh, Regina, I sent you this on um, Instagram. Yeah, I just, I just um, saw it a minute ago. <laughs> uh, the Game of Thrones promotional um, materials, they have a poster with every single remaining character or major character on the Iron oh, Throne. Yeah. Um, and most of them are like really like regal looking, but <laughs> see the one with Davos? You should look it up, Regina, because oh, it's so hilarious. He's just sort of like sitting forward like yeah, okay. <laughs> Everybody else is sitting up all straight with like their weapons and whatnot, and Davos is just sort of hanging out. It's really funny. Um but uh but during the Oscars, I don't know if it was during the Oscars or before, but whatever, because I didn't watch the Oscars. Um on Sunday. <laughs> you didn't miss HBO, anything. <laughs> HBO uh released another um sizzle reel type thing of all the stuff that they've got coming up. And so there was new uh Game of Thrones footage, not a ton, but there is new. We saw the unsullied marching near a stone wall, which assume is Winterfell. Um, and they have sleeves and gloves, which um I talked about. <laughs> Like Game of Thrones real thing because the Unsullied's outfits since they came from across the narrow sea where it's like tropical, um, you know they're bare armed, uh, and so I'm like, man, they're gonna be cold. <laughs> they go north, but no, they have they have sleeves and gloves. Um, but the big part about that that footage is a shot of Arya. She's looking sort of up. And like almost in shock, and then like a smile kind of curls on her lips, and I'm like, mm-hmm. she's looking at the dragons, you know. Yep. I'm like, I'm thinking like, well, what else could she be smiling at? Possibly, and I was like, well, maybe she could be smiling at John, but no, John wouldn't make the people behind her run and cower. So right. it has to be the dragons. But I like that she's thinking that they're super cool, and uh, seems like she's yeah. not think they're a threat. She's gonna. So yeah. I read an article analyzing this footage um that was talking and i don't know the episode so you're gonna have to help me on this one so she was um she helped out uh uh tywin lannister she was his page or whatever right his cupbearer cup yeah Yeah. for a few episodes Yeah. yeah for a few episodes and so in that episode um he is telling her the history as if she doesn't know it because of no, course, it's the, other, it's the other way around. She's telling well, him. The well, and then, but he he was telling her, and then she turns it against him and is like, "Actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no." He was talking. Yeah, he said like, you know, Aegon right. the Conqueror, right. whatever, and she's well, like, like it wasn't Aegon, it was Aegon right. and his sisters, and, yes. and yeah, she talks yeah. about the sisters and and all that. And so, basically, the article that I was reading was saying she's a Targaryen fangirl. And so <laughs> pretty much yeah. she's going to lose it over the dragons and meeting Danny. Yeah. Um, and so that that was, and that was a really interesting observation. And so that was like, because of course I don't, I don't know it as well as you yeah. do or many yeah. <laughs> true thrones. Yeah, fans no, that's, too, that's, but yeah. that's awesome. It will be. And yeah. it would be awesome to see, because you know, Sansa's not going to be happy about meeting her. Right. 
So well, we already know that from the look yeah. on her face and yeah. the other sizzle trailers were sizzle, yeah. whatever sizzling. Yeah, footage. Sizzling. yeah. <laughs> I do still expect one more trailer um, before yeah. we go into before the they go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah. So I did a quick little geeky throne scroll thing about that footage. Um, God, I'm hoping to catch up. <laughs> so you'll get there. Yeah, it was funny. Isaac, he had a recruiting event in Seattle last night, so he came home a little late. And he said it was snowing when he was driving home. I'm like, oh, my God, do not tell me that it is snowing. <laughs> and he's like, it's not it's not cold enough. It's not going to stick. But I'm like, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, we had, we had, like, flurries yesterday, and I looked out the window, and I saw just enough, like, flakes. And I'm like, no, 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 no. 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 I'm like, <laughs> We didn't get. I will never get this podcast done in time if I have to have my daughter home for two weeks. Well, and it moved south, so south of where I'm at, because so Nicole's in Seattle, I'm in Portland, and Eugene is south of me, and Eugene got it this week. Eugene and Salem got hit, and I've just been in this little bubble. (laughs) (laughs) We got one snowstorm that any substance, (laughs) and it was on a Friday night. (laughs) Yeah. I was very lucky. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get caught up in the weather here too much, too. So what else is going on um, movie TV-wise? I finished um, True Detective, which was very good. Um, but it, oh, there was only eight episodes in the season. I thought for sure they would do 10. HBO typically does 10 for their shows. Um, so, like, the, the last episode was, like, flooding you with all of the answers. Like, it, was, it could have been drawn out more. Um, you know, for more dramatic effect, but it was like, here are all the answers to everything that's been building up. And so it was a little, I mean, it was a cool story. Um, It was very straightforward. There wasn't really a twist, I guess, spoilers, Um, (laughs) but it was still good. Uh, And then uh, we're watching Star Trek Discovery. (laughs) Yeah. Content wise, completely fine. (laughs) You'll have to tell me what you think of it. It, Regina, yeah. this director is on crack or something. Like this camera was spinning so bad, I was getting sick. So there's like this thing in the in the beginning where they're all standing around like this little hologram yeah. image thing, and the camera just spins around them like nonstop for like at least three or four minutes. Yeah, and I'm like, are you kidding me? And then when it goes to like filming other things, it's like they had the camera on a string, like mm-hmm. it's bouncing around and it's like cut at like weird angles. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. yes. See, this is so this is what they're doing. So la- the first season was all the blood and guts, right? Yeah, because they could have blood and guts. So they had all the like the Klingon stuff with the guy changing somebody's, you know, taking it, whatever that whole, that whole thing. And so all the flashbacks of all that blood and gore. And so that was them like pushing the limits on that. So apparently since they cut back on the gore, which I'm thankful for, um, and we don't have like flashes of weird sex scenes anymore. Um, (laughs) apparently now it's the let's be creative with, um, you with know, the camera the production because they and like I said, the last I'm up only on episode three because mm-hmm. you know I watch it with my husband and he was out of town, so we'll be getting caught up in the next few days. But um, in episode three, I was like, oh, somebody picked up on J.J. Abrams' lens flare. <laughs> Let's have the lens flares. Yeah, you see, I didn't. I, this is the first time that it has that I've noticed, noticed it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, hopefully. 
hopefully but, yeah. it won't return, but you know, I haven't seen it, so I can't say, but yeah. I was like, had, had made some comment about it before, like before this episode, he had said something about it and it turns out it was, I think it was the same director. Mm. <laughs> you know, different episodes of different directors. Yeah. But, um, I know Jonathan Frakes did one too. So yeah, I forget the name of this guy, but yeah, um, yeah it was not good. Yeah. Um, and then what else? I started watching the Umbrella Academy. Um, Part of the first episode. Pretty cool. Yeah. I like it. It was like, because um, I've seen like ads for it on Facebook and some of my friends are saying it was Lots good. Of talking Isaac, about it, yeah. Isaac had watched it all. Like, he keeps watching, binging all these shows that he doesn't think I'm going to watch. Uh-huh. Um, I do that. So it's like, it's <laughs> like, but I'll watch it again, that? you know, if yeah. you want to. And he's like, yeah. well, you got to you gotta realize going in that it's like not um, – like plausible like really right. and then i'm like it's based on a comic book like i wasn't right. expecting it to right. be plausible in any way shape right. or form um but yeah I'm, I'm enjoying it i think it's pretty good i like the um the characters in it they're all pretty cool um and also the big guy what's the big guy's name luther i don't know Played by the same actor as dick and tarley oh yes yeah <laughs> i knew i recognized him from somewhere i only watched the first 20 minutes or so and then i went to bed and it was when we were at our friend's house and we watched the wife that night that was the night we watched the wife uh-huh. which was uh glenn close was nominated for best actor for it and i was like she's not gonna win <laughs> <laughs> and my friend's like why not i'm like well she's an outstanding performance but i guarantee you she's not gonna win yeah and, like it was just wasn't only, enough yeah the only thing i actually saw from the oscars is i saw a bunch of pictures is because i guess Amelia Clark and Jason Momoa presented an award together. And so oh. there are a bunch of pictures of them like together at the office. Right. So, um, but that's, yeah, the one you didn't I see the, um, uh, uh, Captain America helping, um, Regina King as she won her. Oh yes. I, I did see actress. That. And then somebody photoshopped it. it. I did yeah. make a meme on Facebook about Bet- with Betty. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, he did actually help. Um, Okay. Not, not Betty Davis. Um, Betty White. White. Yeah. Um, but he did actually help her. But everybody's putting it as you know she's yeah. helping him. She's helping stage. him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But they did Photoshop his Captain America um, shield on his arm, helping oh, as he okay. was helping her stand up. I put that on my on my post about it because Dante yeah. is a big Cap fan, and so because yeah. he went as Captain Rogers for Halloween, so a mashup of Mister Rogers and Captain America. Cool. Yeah. Um, so what else then? I don't even remember what I posted in our group about what we were going to talk about. I have so many messages. Um, um, we, you mentioned um, True Detective ended. Right. Yeah. And it was, like I said, it was okay. Yeah. Um, just everything flew together. Oh, and right. So I went to go see How to Train Your how Dragon. How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah. Uh, with my daughter. Uh, and that was a lot of fun. It was actually like, it was a really good sort of trilogy ending. It was a really good sort of wrapping up the sort mm-hmm. of movies. It had lots of throwbacks to the first one. Um, and it was, it was really satisfying. You know, Pixar right. is like sort of um, perceived as like the top notch when it comes to the computer animation. But the people that I think it's, I think it's illumination that do how to train your dragon, Mm -hmm. the massive battle scenes that they are able to do with that is really impressive because there were some really crazy sort of battle scenes going on. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but yeah, it was really good. Somebody, there was like a total fangirl. I was like an older, like, 
I don't know, early 20s or whatever, fangirl outside the theater. We came out and she had a stuffed um, toothless Aww. and the light fairy from um, uh, Build-A-Bear. They have those out there now. Oh, yeah. And she had both of them out there and she went to Anna. She's like, oh, do you want to hold one? And Anna was like, and Anna's like holding it and looking at it. And she, the girl was like, can I have it back? <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't know. I don't know if anybody let my daughter hold a stuffed animal if they would ever get it returned yeah. to them. It's hard enough for me to get her to put them down when we haven't bought them at the store. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so that was good. I, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I really yeah. liked it. Um, which is funny because like this is a, when the first movie came out, it was something that I thought looked completely ridiculous mm-hmm. and I never would have watched it at all had it not been for Anna. Um, but since I did watch them, they're, they're actually, they're yeah. good. Yeah. I've enjoyed, um, I think I watched the first yeah. one and I watched the second one, but yeah. Yeah. And it was cool. It was a nice little afternoon to take Anna to see it. Mm-hmm. She was really excited to see it. So we went on release day and that mm-hmm. was a lot of fun. That's awesome. So, yeah. So that's what I've been watching. Steven, you've been quiet. I what have been watching. Honestly, not a lot. Yeah. Okay. I say that. That was going to be my guess. The last, it's been a little nuts. These last uh, couple of, these last couple of weeks, there's just been a lot going on. So I really have, I have not been watching a lot. Okay. That's all going to change though. I'm going to watch Wonder Woman. And my wife and I just went through the list of all the movies that we want to see this year. And, Thank goodness there's a theater across the street from the car dealership where we got my car. So every time we get my car serviced, uh, we're just going to make it a point to go see a movie. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I like that plan. Yeah. Right, honey? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And in her heart, she says yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sure. Uh, thanks so much for listening. If you have questions, comments, or any other feedback, you can send an email to geekingmoms at gmail.com. That is also our handle on Twitter, and we have a Facebook page. I am the host of Geeky Thrones Girl, which is a solo podcast that I've been doing. I have been doing a wrap-up of every single episode of Game of Thrones. I am midway through season four. I got to get moving. Like I said, I lost two weeks of momentum. Then my daughter was home for a week of snow break and then a week of midwinter break. Um, so I got to get back up on that. I will, I will finish this thing. <laughs> I will. I will, will be mine. Oh, wait. Because <laughs> I want to do a prediction thing beforehand. Right. So I was like, I will. I will do this. Um, so, uh, so, yeah. So you should check that out. That's a podcast on Anchor, but you can listen to it pretty much anywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And um and then I have an Instagram um for Geeky Thrones Girl. And then my personal Twitter is at Nicole Tanner. So Regina is head geek at the Geek Embassy and host of the Game on Girl podcast and Game on Girl on the Go. Right. Which I haven't had any new content on because my life is a mess. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It happens. You know, I would like it to happen less to me. Right. Um, yeah. I could use a break. And if the yeah. universe is listening, it doesn't have to be a long break. <laughs> but if I could avoid catastrophic events for like six months, <laughs> I would, I, I, you know, 
Yeah, I could go there. Uh, but I will be. I have a couple of people I have emails out to for interviews for Game on Girl. So I will let you know when I have new content, hopefully by um, the next episode. And I have people for you. Yes. And one of the people that I had for you yes. has a way better title now. So it's going to be way cooler for you to talk to them. Awesome. They just told me today that they got a new job that they can't talk about. Oh, fancy. Well, when you find out about it, you're going to be like, oh. And it'll be good networking for you also. Excellent. Perfect. That's exactly what we want. So, cool. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Steven is editor and founder of Engage Family Gaming and is on about 20 podcasts. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot. What do you want to talk about, Steven? A lot. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Man, we're still slowly putting up our Toy Fair content. We are spinning up a new pillar, or what we call them verticals, uh, in the... Uh, in the games media space, all about collectible card games. Um, so that's going to be fun. Um, but I, yes, I am on many, many, many podcasts. This being one of them, I have engaged a family gaming podcast, which we have going live on Friday. I just recorded that yesterday. We have this podcast. Uh, I do the EFG daily commute every day on anchor today. I did one about the Momo challenge. Um, and I, raged out about content creators irresponsibly sharing that picture because it wasn't a thing, but guess what? Now it's a thing. Now it's a thing. You yeah. keep sharing it. Um, yeah. And so my daughter's afraid of my phone. So <laughs> thanks for that. Um, that is, it's and, a creepy uh, statue. Yeah, it's really bad. And then um, I'm actually going to be on another podcast that I'm probably recording later tonight after the kids go to bed called Token Talk, specifically about board games. Nice. Um, so yeah, I do a lot of stuff. 